0: Good morning. Uh, Today's Daphne Sukkot Noon. We are on the very bottom of Mem Testament Bays. The, uh, we're going off of the Mishnah. Uh, the Mishnah said that in terms of the mitzvah of Nisachamayim, so Nisachamayim is done all seven days of circus. Uh There is a sheet of Rebbe that's also done in the eighth day as well, but that sheet is Rebbe Huda, it's a Das Yachid, uh, that we do uh, all seven days of Sukkot. That means, of course, that one of those days is going to be Shabbos. And the Mishnah says it doesn't matter which day it is, which day of Sukkot it is, it's always going to be the same. It's going to be uh, a collection of water from the Mehashiloach, and then what is going to happen is that it's going to be poured onto the southwest corner of the Mizbeach. Remember, we discussed this already a couple of days already, there's Shnei Svalim, there are two bowls in the southwest corner, uh, one is further to the west, one is further to the east. Uh, the one furthest to the west, that's where the Maim is going to be poured. The one a little bit closer to the east, uh, that's going to be where the Yain is going to be poured. And they're both going to be deposited into the sheaths. the sheaths is a cavity, uh, right? It's a hole that exists in the southwest corner. And it is a cavity that goes subterranean. Uh, how far down does it go? So we already saw in the Gemara a number of sheaths exactly how far down does it go? Uh, there was a, a major machlokas in terms of whether or not it is, it is man, I'm sorry, whether it is man-made or whether it is made by Karsh as part of my sabrashas. Okay, so there are were a number of uh, of considerations uh, that were uh, that we had regarding it. Regardless, uh so the Mishnah is telling us that all for all seven days of circus, we have the mitzvah of Nisar Hamayim, and it doesn't make a difference, Loshnah, whether it's a weekday or whether it's the Shabbos. However, the Mishnah does say there is going to be one difference between a weekday and Shabbos. And I'm going back to the Mishnah just to review. Uh the Mishnah says, Kamasea Bukhakh Masia just like we do during the weekday, we do on Shabbos, Allah but there's one difference. Shayim uh, Shabis. As far as the water is concerned, the water was filled up on erev Shabbos. and it has to be filled in a golden kli that's in a mikudesh. It's not kli sharis. So and then it's placed into the lishka. Okay, so the water has to be drawn in a non kli sharis Okay. Ah, uh, so it's not a malacha. Another so. Thing. Um, it could be, it could be that it, it would have to be, uh, that we would have we'd be doing Hotsal. If, okay, that's what, that's what I assume. That we, if we were doing it on Shabbos, then it would be Hotsal from Rishus to Rishus HaRabim, or the opposite, from Rishus HaRabim to Rishus whatever. Well, however, in other words, Hotsal. I assume is a, a play over here. Okay, so we have to draw it up, and we have to draw it up into a cliche, Into a clear that's not a Klee it's a non-Klee Shavish Okay. Now, uh, the Gemara over here is going to have a discussion in terms of basically a simple question. Why? Why 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 does it have to be drawn in a non-klishari's Kli? That's the Gemara's question. And so let's see the Gemara's uh, discussion inside. Um but before before we start with the Gemara, so things we all know, but just uh, I'm here to remind, and that is is that once something is put into a Kleshari, so then it is imbued with Kedusha Saguf. So we know that when you're makdish something, so there are levels of Kadusha. There's Kadusha's damim, there's Kadusha Saguf. Uh when something has Kadusha's damim, that means that its essence is not kadush. It means that its value is kadosh, but then when put into a kli race, so that imbues it with kadusha sagof. Now that means that its essence is kadosh. It's a non-redeemable entity of kadusha. Uh, we also know that we obviously with, with something as kadusha sagof, so that means it is a carbon that's going to be offered onto them as bear. And one, it, once it's subject to having kadusha sagof, so now we know it's on the clock. That means to say that if it is not offered by a certain point in time, it's going to be possible. And that's what's called lina. Not to be confused with Nosar. Nosar is the, the, the meat of a carbon that's left over overnight, uh, where the meat of the carbon, if not consumed by by the next morning, uh, that's not true. By, what I'm saying is not true by Shlomim. But uh, by chatos, by an asham, if not consumed by the carbon Pesach, if not consumed by the morning, so it's going to become Nosar. Shlomim also is going to be Nosar as well, but that is just another day. But w- not to be confused with Nosar. Or lean over here it just simply means, is that if I have something that has Kedusha Sagof, And it was not offered. By the end of the day, so then it's going to be subject to Lena. So, presumably now, this entire discussion about the water being drawn. So again, it has to be drawn uh, before Shabbos because there probably are issues of Otzah. But what am I collecting it in? So I'm collecting it in a non-Klishariskli. Because if I collect it in a Klishariskli, then it's going to be imbued with Kadusha Sagof. And now, being being now that it has kedusha zagov, if I don't offer it today, which of course I'm not going to be offering it today, I already offered the I offered we already did the Nisach hamayim today. This is for tomorrow. But the problem, of course, is is that it stays overnight, and then it's going to be subject to the psul of lina. Great. So now we understand what's that play over here. So the gemara is going to have a a a very specific and and detailed discussion within the psul of lina. Let's begin. So the Gemara wants to know, why not just do it with the Klisharites? What's the big deal? Now Rashi over here explains, what do you mean, what's the big deal? I just I just got done explaining what the big deal is. So look at Rashi over here. He writes, so I'm reading the Rashi. So first of all, Rashi says that the Havimina of the Gemara right now is that how does the Klisharites work? How does it imbue with Kedusha zaguf? You need Das. You need Kavana. Meaning even if it is a Kleisha race, if I don't have Kavanah to imbue with Kedusha Sakuf, it doesn't obtain. That's what we're thinking right now. That's the Havamina. And Rashi goes on, oh, Im Yesh ain't ve'en a mekachan. Or let's say you put in too much. Right? In other words, the the idea that it's gonna be it's gonna receive kadush sakof that's only if I put in the precise amount. But over here, if we draw from if we draw from the Meshiloch more, maybe that's too much. And maybe that's not going to, it's going to imbue it with kedusha Saguf. So, right now, either it's because of Das, or because it's not the Shear, one or the other. Use a cliche always, and it's not a big deal. That's what we're suggesting right now. So, I'm Raziri ain't Shear Lamaim? So, uh, Raziri says, I'll tell you the problem. The problem is, first of all, there's no Shear for water. Now, what does that mean, there's no Shear for water? Right? What well, the Mishnah says that you need Gimalogan. And Ravi Yehuda disagrees and he says you need one look. Whichever sheet you're gonna go with. Of course there's a shear. No, what the meant meant is that there's no there, there, there's no right there is no maximum shear. There's a minimum shear, but there's no maximum shear. So if I take the Klesharis and I put, let's say, instead of three lug and I put four lugin in, and, ah, that still has a shame Nisa Chamaim. And couple that with the Klesharis, and Shalom das, And on top of that, also there doesn't have to be Das. So that means to say that when I take the mime and I put it into the Klee shavus, and even if I don't have das, so still it's going to be imbued with kedusha seguf. So basically, what Ziri is answering is is that it is going to receive kedusha seguf even without das, and even if I put in more than three logan, the E mysi be mekudeshas if Belina. And now, n- n- now that we've set it up, now we understand what the problem is. The sorry, sorry about that. So uh, now, now we understand. Now we understand what the problem is. Uh, the problem is is that now it's going to be subject to Lina. Now it's going to have kedusha to go, and it's going to be subject to the psal of Lina the next day. That's why you have to draw it in a non klisharis kli. Chizkiyah uh, Amar, that is all, but one approach. Chizkiyah is going to give a second approach. Chizkiyah Amar, we are on nun Ahmed aleph, and we are two lines down. Klisharis emkachon elamidas. Ah, now the truth of the matter is is that you need das, right? In other words, Zi'iri was operating with the assumption that you don't need Das, but Cheskia says, no, you do. You need Das. So if you need Das, so now put it into a cliché race and just simply absent the Das. What's the, now, now, now it should be okay. So the Gemara says, so the Gemara says, yeah, but here's the problem. The problem is, is the perception that's created. Meaning Das obviously is something which is, 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 is not visible. Nobody nobody knows whether it's done with Das or without Das. What people see is simply that it's in a cliche race. That's what that's what people see. And now the difference now being whether or not it was put in there with Das or without Das, no one knows. So we put it in without Das because, again, we we, we drew it up on Friday. We're only going to be offering it on Shabbos. If we did it with Das, so then it's going to become possible with Lena. Ah. So we drew it without Das. But nobody knows that. So we're, what we're worried about is... The misperception. The erroneous perception that people have when they see it. So the, uh, the that's the Shita of Chiskel. So Rabbi Zeris says, look, what we could say is that there's a shear for the Mayim. And Klisharis is only Mikadish, with, with, with intent. And so that means as follows. That means that let's say we drew up more than three Lugan. So the and we also need Das. So the truth of the matter is now for two reasons, the Khleech is it's not going to imbue with Kedusha Zaguf. And it's not going to become possible with Lena. However, once again, it it's it's similar to the to the point of uh of Chizkiah, but we're worried about the misperception. How are people gonna have a misperception? Meaning once we said that it needs Das, and we also saying that uh there there's a shear. So once so once I draw more than that, so then it's not gonna be imbued with Kedusha Zaguf, Here's what people will say. Oh, all, all that water that was drawn, all, all that water that was drawn was for the, uh, was, was, for the Kiddush Adam The washing of the hands and feet. Now, the washing of the hands and feet have to also be done from a clicharis. Rashi goes through the Pesukim in terms of how we know that's so, but it's so. It has to be done with a sharis, And so therefore, uh, people will say that it's for the Kiddush Adam Vareglaim. And then again, what they see is that it was drawn on Friday. The coin would be washing a daim lime on Shabbos. Ah, it must have become puzzel during, during the interim. And again, it, it leads to a misperception. Okay, they normally would use. You're right, right. They normally would use a cure. So why people would think this, and we, and then we have to be concerned about that 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 impression that people have. It's a good point. Okay, but that's that that that's the approach of uh, that's the approach of Rabbi Zera. Okay, so quickly to summarize now, uh, first part of today's daf. So the question is: the question arises is that on Shabbos we have to be drawing the water before Shabbos. We can't be drawing the water on Shabbos. Presumably, it violates uh, a, a form of otsah. And now the the next minefield that we have to avoid is yeah. But once we once we draw in a clicharis, so then it's going to be subject to the lena psul, and you can't you can't use it tomorrow on the on the mizbeach. So that's why the Mishnah says you're going to be drawing it in a kli that's not a kli sharis, a non kli sharis kli. That's what our Mishnah taught us. And the first part of today's daf is, you know, we could be using a klisharis, and we could still avoid having it imbued with Kedushah zegov. You have to take the factors of das, and you have to take the factors of shear. And so the gemara spent the first part of today's daf discussing are those factors that can be taken into consideration, and 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 various sheets on that. There's the iri's opinion, chizki's opinion, and Rabbi zera's viewpoint. Okay, Nishbacha o nizgalta. Now, if the water was spilled, or or if it was exposed, uh, the water now was in a position where it had exposure and it was unwatched. Now the concern is is that a snake is going to come and take a little take a little drink of the water. That then of itself is not so bad. Um, although quite frankly, I wouldn't be wanting to share the same water uh, the uh, that was drunk by an animal. But uh, but the problem is is that the snake also, as it's drinking the water, is going to insert venom into the water. Now, it's an interesting Rashi, and I shared this Rashi with you already, but let's review the Rashi again. And therefore, what? And therefore, Rashi wrote earlier, and the Mishnah, so then we are going to have a problem of shear. Because we know that you need to bring three lugan, and we know that now, if a little bit of it is made up not of water, but rather of snake venom, so now we don't have the full shear of three lugan. The snake will have taken a little bit of the water, replaced it with venom, and so therefore we don't have the proper shear. Okay. Okay. That that's that's the way Rashi described it. I already told you. Like if I if I had to say, which I don't have a say, but if I had to say, I would have, I would have simply told you uh, that's not something that you can offer as a carbon. What you, you're gonna you're gonna offer something which is which is venomous and, and poisonous. And we and we and we do have a general principle, and that is is that the uh, the uh, that which we offer unto the mizbech has to be something which is consumable to us. And if there's venom in there, we can't consume it. So. Presumably the mizbech can't as well. I, I would I would have gone in that approach, but clearly Rashi doesn't. Okay, I, I didn't see anyone go take the approach that, that you know that I thought is slightly more intuitive. But whatever, it doesn't matter. The uh, th- that's what Rashi says. Good. V'amai the Gemara now wants to know the Gemara here has a simple question, and, and that is mimis so, so why don't we just strain the strain the water? Okay, the Gemara's assumption over here is that the venom inserted by the snake. Uh, is subject to a different viscosity, a different density, um, and you can easily just, uh, you, you could just, uh, you could sieve it. Uh, put, put, the, put the water through a sieve, and you could filter out the, uh, the venom. Nope. The here, huh? I I the that's, an, that's an excellent question, and I assume that you're going to have to, you, you're going to have to, once, once, you, once you filtered out the venom, you're going to have to add a little bit more uh, water. Now, we're, I mean, you're gonna to have to go back down to, okay, fine. So the, uh, so the Gemari says, now, uh, if, if what we're saying is, is accurate, meaning that, that it's, that, that even putting it through a sieve is not gonna be a solution. So the Gemara says, so I'll tell you what. It's not going like the Tanya So if I have Misanenis, if I have filtered water, so it's still gonna be subject to Gilui. Meaning, according to the Tanakama, once the snake has inserted venom into the water, even if I put it through a filter, eh, it's, it's, the water is still bad. It's still bad water, right? Bad water, dangerous water. We're, right? We're not talking about carbon right now. We're just talking about like, don't drink it. Don't drink the water. And and the sheet of Reb Nechemia is, well, it really depends where the venom was. If the venom was in the water after it was filtered, meaning the snake was able to gain access to the to the lower portion, the post-filtering uh, portion of the of the container, so fine. So then you, we're, we're looking at venomous water. That's no good. But if the snake will only had access, access to it prior to the filter, no big deal. Because when the water goes through the filter, it's, uh, the filter is going to filter out the venom. That's the sheet of Reb Nechemia. So what we what we see clearly is that Reb Nechemia says that you can filter venom. Okay, it, can, it 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 can be filtered out. So our mission over here, which doesn't give the filtration solution, is not going like Reb Nechemia. That's what the Gemara right now is suggesting. So the Gemara's answer is no. I feel a tamer Reb Nechemia. So the Gemara says no. Our mission is going like Reb Nechemia. Reb Nechemia Look, Reb is talking about whether or not you and I could drink the water, right? Drink the water, don't drink the water. But it's just talking about just regular uh regular consumption of the water. And so Rebnahmias happens to be of the opinion that there is a possibility for uh for filtration. You can uh you can filter out the venom. Okay, good. But Rebnahmias here in terms of offering the mayim as a nesachim, uh, uh, to 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 pour it onto the mezbah we we can easily imagine the Gemara is doing so right now. That he has a higher standard for the Mizbeach. Right? The Mizbe, when, when bringing something on, uh, onto, the Mizbeach as a karban, so we're offering to something, something to a baruchu. Right? And the Gemara quotes this pasuk numerous times. Right? The, uh, the pasuk from Malachi. Uh, imagine bringing something to a, to an officer. Now, when you bring something to an officer, oh, well, you know, it was venomous water, but we filtered it out. So it's fine. You know, you and I would drink it. Okay, so it's true you and I would drink it. But that's the kind of gift you would give to an officer. And obviously the Navi's telling us it's the same thing with a carbon. We're offering a carbon. And it's, uh, the officer is just a way for us to relate to the idea that it, we have to be mechabed. So over here, when I'm offering a carbon to the base of Mikdash and I'm offering it to Karish baruchu, so okay, fine, so the water had some venom in it. Ah, but we filtered it out. You wouldn't do that to an officer, for sure. You wouldn't be doing that to a kares So the gemara says it can easily be that our mission is going like Reb Nechemia. And even though in general Reb Nehemia is fine, he's comfortable with filtering out the water, but not to be offered as a carbon on the mizbech. Hadran alach Lula and that ends the fourth parak. And now we begin the fifth parak of the Masechta. It really is a continuation, uh, because if you recall, the uh, the fourth parak opened up with the idea of Lula arava is is six days or seven days. And we went through how sometimes the mitzvah of Lulav is done for six days. Sometimes it's done for seven days. Same thing with the Ravah. Sometimes for six days, sometimes for seven days. Vichule, Vichule. The mission went on to describe that there are other activities that are done over the su- su- Sukkah, Yantav. And sometimes they're six days, sometimes they're seven days, sometimes they're eight days. Halo v'simcha is going to be eight days. Ah, uh, what about Ha Chalil? So you remember back in the mission, the fourth Pereg. So Chalil is going to be either five or six days. So here's our Mishnah. Picking up from that Mishnah. So even though it's a new parak, it really is a continuation of the fourth vishisha. So when, when blowing on the flute, it's, it's five or six days. Now when we say flute, we're really talking about an entire orchestra over here. Okay. The, uh, why, why, the Mishnah over here highlights the flute as opposed to any other instruments. So, I don't know. The, the flute maybe is an Isis. Okay. I don't want to, I don't want to give off any impression that I know anything about music. I enjoy music. But, okay, uh, why, why we're highlighting specifically the flu as opposed to any other instrument, I don't know. But the point is as follows, and that is, is that we have something called the Simchas Beis HaShoeva, right? Uh, over, over the course of circus, this Perak is going to be spending a good amount of time talking about the extra Simcha that they had in the Beis HaMictush during circus. Circus is, Man Simcha Senu, and that Simcha in the Beis HaMictush is expressed through what's called a Simchas Beis HaShoeva. They would, they would collect the water, U'shafta Mayim Besasson, and it was done with extreme joy. And that extreme joy, so in other words, whenever you have a simcha, you need music. And, and when you get music, you need a band. And so over here, so what the Mishnah is telling us is, is that for the simchas based on so not only did we get singers, we got a band as well. And what the Mishnah is telling us is that uh, sometimes, it would, uh, sometimes the band would be playing for five days of sukkahs, sometimes six days of sukkahs. How do we get to those numbers? So I'm sorry, let me just first read the Mishnah. It's not going to override Shabbos nor Yantav. Which means to say is as follows: is that the uh, if, let's say, the configuration of, of, of Sukkot is where Shabbos and the first day coincided, so that knocks out both Shabbos and Yantav. Shabbos and Yantav is one day, which means now that the rest of Cholamot is all going to be weekdays. Okay? It's Cholamot. And so, and so that means to say then that from Sunday through Friday for those six days, so Simchas Beis HaShoeva, with instruments. Uh, but if the, if the year, if the year is configured where the first day and Shabbos don't coincide, so now there are going to be two days where we can't be playing with instruments. We can't play in Shabbos. We can't play in Yantav. Those are going to be two days of the seven days of Sukkot. And so therefore it knocks it down to five, right? Seven minus two is five. Good. Why can't I play an instrument on Shabbos or on Tov? So it's Xerah de Right? The Gemara in tells us that uh, the Shema Yitakein shir. The problem is, is that what happens is you're playing an instrument. Everyone's everyone's really into the music. And what happens the instrument breaks and you're going to be tempted to fix it. Now, fixing it on, on Shabbos or on Tov would be a Malacha. So the Chachameh made Xerah. That one is not allowed to play instruments on Shabbos or on Tov. It's Xerah de so Tosis over here asks, I get this question all the time throughout Chas. And most of the most of the time I just shrug my shoulders because I don't have a great answer. It happens to be over here, today's daf. So Tosis asks the question, and Tostas gives the answer. So Tostas, the question that Tostas says is, Okay, so it's an Iser Derabbanan. We're in the base of Mikdash. Enshavos ben Mikdash. So generally speaking, the Derabbanans are waved in the base of Mikdash. So why not wave the Xerah Derabbanan of Shema Yitake and Klishir? and allow for the playing of the instruments on Shabbos and Yontav. Okay, if, if, if I had to say, and again, I don't, but if I had to say, so I would say that if this were allowed in the base of Mikdash, it easily, people would simply look at it and just copy. Oh, in the base of Mikdash, they're playing instruments on Shabbos and Yontav. Okay, so we could do the same as well. Okay, but, but Tosus does not say that. In fact, Tosus says, you can see the last Tosus over here. So uh, he writes okay. Okay. okay so the way Tosa says it as follows. Yes, it's true, but there's gotta be a good reason why we're just simply bypassing a a an Isidurabanan. So over here there's not a good reason. Right? Tosos says, and, 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 and please understand me in context, not out of context. But in context, what are we talking about over here? Simcha spe shueva. So, are are we happy? Yeah. Are we supposed to express our joy? Yeah. Is it a voda? No. It's not a voda. It's simcha yeseira. It's there to create greater joy. And, and greater joy is really important. But it's not, it doesn't fall under the category of a voda. So over there for that, says Tosos, we're not gonna, we're not gonna be overriding a shvus. Yes, ain't shvus ben mikdash. But in other words, for just, for, for the base of mikdash to ignore in Isidur there's gotta be an extremely good reason. Extremely good reason means it has to be Navoda. This is not Navoda. That's the way, that's the way Tosas presents it. We're on, we're on the Amid base. Top, top of the, uh, top of the Amid base. We start with the Gemara. Itmar. We're talking about using instruments in the base of mikdash. So, so, some say, some say that the correct nusach of the Mishnah is and some say it's chashuva. Okay, interesting. Normally, uh, when we're having a, 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 a debate regarding nusach of the Mishnah, so the distinction is between a letter, right? Lifnei idehem, dehem. I'm thinking of the first Mishnah of Otazara, right? And is that first, is that second word in the Mishnah? Right, uh, it's not the third; it's not the second word. It's Gimel Yamim Lifnei Right, that's the opening Mishnah of Vodezara. So the question over there, the Gemara has, is that with an Ayin or an Aleph? Okay, and 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 for and for the vast majority of us, for myself, and I, so, I certainly can speak on behalf of the Ashkenazim, no difference between an Ayin and an Aleph in the way it's uh, in the way it's pronounced. So, so fine. So they they had a question of what the correct Nusach is over here. It's a, it's it's funny. The Mishnah, so it says, Hachalil Shal Beis and there are two nischas, uh, two uh, that the Gemara discusses. One is sho'eva and the other one is chashuva. It's really, they're really different words. Okay, but anyway, there, there are two nischas. So amar marzucha mande nisho'evan l'mishabish nichashuva l'mishabish. And uh, marzucha says, I'll tell you what, you don't have to choose over here, right? In other words, either girsah is is a fine girsah. Uh, Did nisho'evan l'mishabish? I'm sorry, mande shoeva l'mishabish chsivah shafte mayim so, uh, the, the word shoeva sheu, comes from the pasuk, who shoved to We're drawing the water, and we're doing so besimcha. So, certainly, shoeva makes a lot of sense. And, umandit ni chashuva. And, instead of shoeva, you have the word chashuva. Lomishtavish, that's also good. Uh, because, is a really, is a really important mitzvah. Now, every mitzvah is an important, <laughs> every mitzvah is important. So, what, what makes this more important? So, the Gemara explains because it's built into the fabric of creation. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in order to create the world, so he had to make sure that there was a cavity that exists specifically in that particular location, so that when we do have the mitzvah of Nisach HaMayim, so the water now is going to go ad hatahom, it's going to go indefinitely subterranean underground. And so therefore, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world, he had to have this in mind, makes it a right? In other words, HaKadosh Baruch Hu had to consider this when he created the world. Okay, a major debate over here in the B'risa, whether or not we could be playing the instruments. Again, we're focusing on the flute, but we're really talking about all instruments. So, according to the Tanakama, well, let, no, let me present it like this. According to Rav and Rav Yehuda, so the instruments that can override Shabbos, and it goes without saying, for sure, it can override Yontav. And according to the Chachamim, what are you talking about? It's not going to be overriding Shabbos. It's not even going to be overriding Yantiv. And so over here, a simple question, and that is, what's going on over here in this Machlokas? So I'm Rav Yosef, Machlokas, B'shir carbon. So as far as Rav Yosef is concerned, so there is a debate, obviously, in, in, in the B'risa, but that's only when we're talking about the Shir Carbon, right? We're offering a Carbon every day in the Basil Mikdash. It's called the Tam, the tam-, the tam- Shul shakha. And together with the Tamishal Shacha, you have Nusachim. And together with the pouring of the nesachim, you have shear. So over there, the the carbon is avoda, the nesachim is an avoda, and the shear that comes together with the nesachim also is an avoda. So we all know that the avoda is a shabbos. Good. So the carbon, the nesachim. The truth of the matter is, there is nothing about the nesachim that needs to override the shabbos. Right? The carbon, there is plenty that needs to override the shabbos. We're shechting the carbon, we're cutting it, uh, we're we're flaying it. Okay, we're doing a lot of things that. That's a violation of Shabbos, but again, but it's a it's a tammid. Tammid is overriding the Shabbos, so ah, uh, so the again, let's let's set it up. The tammid is overriding the Shabbos. The nesachim is in theory going to override the Shabbos, and the shear of the nesachim is going to override the Shabbos. So far, so good. Now, here comes the question: What's the shear? Meaning, so we know what it is. It's music, but the music is fundamentally what—vocals or instrument. When you say nisachim, no, no, no. Right now we're talking about Nisuch HaYayin. Okay. So the Machlok uh, is B'shir Shokarben. Do he HaShabbos. And now that's really what's at the core of the debate over here. According to Rabi Yosi, Yehuda, so the shear that's done over the Yayin is the Avoda and shear is defined as kli, instruments. And so therefore it's going to be overriding. It's going to be overriding the Shabbos. And it goes without saying, it's going to be overriding Yantiv. And and Yitzav eker shear and the Chachamim say, look, there is a Shira, undisputably there's Shira, but that is Bepe. That's the vocals. The, 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 the instruments are not a fundamental part of it. Yes, it's true, there will be instruments, there will be an orchestra, uh, but there can't be one on Shabbos, because the Ikashir is it's the vocals. So of course we'll take out, well, of course we'll have the Levim singing, but that's it. You, then the, 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 uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the Kalim, the instruments, are not going to be able to override the Shabbos. Vallava because it's not part of the Avoda, shabbos. Aval Shir However, this is all of Yosef's framing of the Machlokas of the Tanayim. But when we're talking about the instruments for the Shoeva, shabbos. So there we have perfect agreement, meaning that the sheer the instruments that are played with the with the Simchas based Shoeva, that is clearly not Navoda. No there is no debate about that whatsoever. Consequently. It's not gonna. It's it's not gonna. Um, it, it's it's not gonna override neither Shabbos nor Yantiv as well. Meaning, right, let's just let's just take the Gemara, our Gemara, that we just learned, and put it in other terms. Our Mishnah that says that the Simchas Beis is not overriding Shabbos, it's not overriding Yantiv, That's Divrei HaKul, That's according to everybody. Yes, there is a debate whether the Nisach Hayyan and and the shear of the Nisach Hayyan and and the instruments is going to override the Shabbos. But that's because the Nisachayin is an avoda. The shear over the Nisachayin is an avoda. And it's just a question of whether the Iker is beper or b'kli. Okay, but our mission, which is talking about Simbach's Beis it's not an avoda. Am Rav Yosef, Mena Amina, Mena Amina, and Rav says, look, and and how do I know I'm right? They, they're they arguing about the uh the Iker shir is whether Iker is beper, Iker is b'kli, DeTanya, we learn on a b'risa, kli, shari, shal, because it happens to run parallel with another debate, another discussion. And that is, let's say we take a clicharis. Now, we're not necessarily right now talking about an instrument. We're not talking about any clicharis. A bowl in the base of Mikdash. Now, what were the bowls typically made out of? Metal. Gold. Silver. All right. Remember by Pesach, right? The, the, the shuffling of the bowls for the, uh, for the Zrika Saddam. So there was a line of gold. There was a line of silver. Good. So typically the Kalim are made up of metal. What if, what if, what if, what if you have a wooden bowl? Can that gain the status of a clicharis? So it's a machlokis. Machlokis between Rebbe, Rebbe and Rebbe Yossi, Rebbe Yehuda. says that it's not a clicharis. It's possible. It simply cannot be used as a clicharis. And Rebbe Yossi, Rebbe Yehuda says that a wooden clique can be used as a clicharis. It's kosher. So my love, So the Gemara says, so here now, let's offer a shot in this machlokis. So, so you know, Moshe had a flute. Now, when I when when the Gemara says you know Moshe had a flute, <laughs> so no, I did not know that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, no, nobody told me. So, but the, the Gemara is assuming it. So, obviously, the Gemara had a Messara, and so of course we're going to go with the masara of the Gemara. So, Moshe had a flute. Okay, and now his flute was made out of wood. Okay, the uh, I, and and I know again, my, my knowledge of music is minimum. But I know now that there are a lot of wind instruments that are made out of, a, a, out of metal, right? Brass. Okay, good. So, uh, but the, but the assumption that the Gemara is working with right now is that the wind instruments that they used back in the day, so they had to have been made out of wood. Okay, good. So now you have your, you had, you had your instruments and they were made out of wood. And now if, right? Let's it, it follow. It is, it, it's a ch- it's a chain of... It, it's, it's a string of, 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 uh, of events. One affects the other. Okay, I'll say it outside, and then we're going to see it inside. Meaning that we're assuming the wind instruments have to be made out of wood. And if we assume that a carbon needs to have nisach, which is not an assumption, that's accurate. And if we assume that it has to be accompanied by shear, that's not an assumption, that's accurate. And if we assume... That the Ichishir is Bikle, now that's an assumption. If we assume that, so then that means to say that we're gonna to have to be blowing the wooden instruments, which is part and parcel of the avoda. Ah. So now we've just now have established that a wooden instrument can be used as a klisharis, not can be, needs to be used as a klisharis, because the Kamari does right now is not envisioning that the instruments that are used are gonna be made out of brass. It it has to be made out of wood, and if you say that Iker, is Bakle, so that means that the uh, that the wooden instruments that are being played have the status of a clicharis. And if the and if the wooden instruments have the status of a that means any kleishares can be made out of wood. Okay, I I know that was a lot of uh, a, a lot of stringing together, but that's a, that's what exactly what the gemara the is going to say. All that just of of Yes, agreed. Agreed, but once you say that Iker is Bakli, so then the Gemara does that stretch. But yes, you're right; it is a stretch. So the Gemara says, may may de Moshe. So and 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 now, right? It took me it took me a while. The Gemara is not saying that right, that Moshe had a flute. I mean, the, yes, the Gemara is saying that. It's just simply saying that the Gemara can't envision an orchestra without wooden instruments. It doesn't exist. So Uman the Pasul Now the one who says that. A wooden kli is not a klisharis, is because look, as far as she'er is, is concerned, yes, there was she'er over the nesachim. That part's true, but the she'er comes fundamentally, primarily through vocals, not through instruments. Okay, so the Gemara now is saying that this question of whether or not a klisharis can be made out of wood is all going to be predicated on whether it kishers or it bitpa. So the Gemara says, okay, you know what? It's possible that you're right, but I'm going to offer you not one but two other possibilities as well in terms of how to explain the Machlokas. So all the Gemara is going to do now for the remainder of today's daf is just simply say, look, it's it's a nice proof, but there's another way to look at it. And there's another way to break down the Machlokas. And so therefore it's not definitive. So, You could say that ikashir is Bakli. That in terms of uh, the the shira, it is fundamentally done through Kalim. And still, va'hachab uh, in efshar mishiy efshar The the done in man lo done in efshar mishiy David, this is basically your point. Meaning, look, let's say that the that the instruments are necessary. They're an, in, they're an integral part of the of the shira. Okay, but how else are you going to have instruments? You're going to have instruments of non wood instruments. Now again, you, you and I could say yes. But the Gemara again, as part of what the Gemara's the the, uh, the Gemara's calculations are concerned, Efshar, it's impossible. You cannot have instruments in the, uh, being made of something other than wood. Okay, but then to extend that to now the very definition of what is a race, come on, a race you can make out of metal. You don't have to make it out of wood, and you can't make the leap to go from Efshar. There's no other way to make instruments. You have to make your instruments out of wood, and then and then translate that over to the other race. Where you could make them out of metal. Okay. E by Sema De No, the congress says, look, maybe Ikoshir is Bipah. done And and we're not gonna learn out something that which is impossible or something which is possible. And over here, it's just a question, it's a it's a meta medrish question. In other words, we know that there's there's ways to darshan the Torah. One of them is called is called but as we've covered numerous times throughout Shas, and here in today's Daf, we're gonna do it again, and that is how to darshan. Meaning we know that one of the ways of Drasha is Kalopradoklaw, but now it's a question of exactly how the methodology of Kalapratuklaw works. So Kamifhlagi, Rab Darsh Rabbi Yosub, Rabbi Darshay, Rebu Emiut. So Darsh, Darsha Kaloprat, and I'm gonna do this quickly. And we've done this numerous times already, so I apologize if I'm go- if I go through this too quickly. The asisa menorah klal, so we have the generality of a asisa menorah, and zahav Tehorin has to be made of gold. That's obviously a prat mikshe te ha menorah, and then the Torah says that you're going to make it as one piece. So chazer uklal, so that brings us back to the generality. So here we have now as a textbook case of klal uprat uklal the menorah klal uprat uklal liat adan elkein a prat. So when you know what happens when we do Klal Prado so the example now is going to be a prototypical example. What we're going to do is that we're going to extract its main characteristics, and then we're going to say that anything that matches those characteristics can be used. A menorah is made out of gold, but because the Torah told us this information through the mechanism, the vehicle of Klal Prado so it's not just limited to gold. It's anything which is gold-like, otherwise known as metals. Good. That's, and, and that means to say now that the menorah obviously is a klisharis, and the Gemara is assuming that all other klisharis are going to follow along this along these lines. So it's funny. It's kind of like a khal prat then using a binyanav, meaning that's now going to set the precedent, and that's going to be true by all other klisharis. Good. That is – and then, of course, wood is no good because wood – is not does not is not does not share the characteristic of being a metal. It's not a mineral. Okay, it's a vegetable, <laughs> K- kind of. All right. Anyway, Rabbi Yose, Rabbi Yehuda Darj Rebu So, and now Rabbi Yose, Rabbi says, "Look, I agree with you that structurally it's generality, specific generality, but he doesn't darshan through the method of klal parde. he darshan through ribu rebu. Rebu. So it's the same thing. It's just that when you apply this particular formula." So what comes out is going to be a different answer. So we'll see it inside. So Te My Rabbi Rabbi So when you use the methodology of Rebu ribu, so what happens is as follows. It is it is much more emphasis on what we are amplifying as opposed to what we are minimizing meaning the Torah says you make a menorah. So with the rebuy that means everything. And when the Torah says an example, meaning gold, in this particular case of menorah, so that's a meal. But that doesn't mean that it has to specifically be gold. What it means is, is that it has to be gold-like. Okay. So in other words, at that point in time, it means that it needs to be a metal. And now when the Torah gives us a second rebuy, that creates more amplification. That now allows us to include other items as well. Not just metal, but something that is even, you know, as long as it's a, as long as it's a strong structure, like wood. Oh, so then, what, 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 what is, what is now knocked out? So when you're using the method, rebuy, it has to be something that's really far removed from metal. So wood is a little bit closer in nature to metal, so wood is gonna be in, in, uh, clichéris. Clichéris is way out there. Meaning the Gemara feels that Klicheris characteristically is so dissimilar to metal that that's what's on the out. Okay. And Rashi over here, I encourage you, I'm not going to do it right now, but I encourage you to look at the Rashi over here and that he really goes and he spells out the details of how, how prado klal differs from ribu and Me to But I, true of the matter is what I did is that just in the example that's given, so I, I basically gave you, I, I gave you a flavor in terms of when you do clawprato Klaal, so, the example that's given, so it has to really be a closer match to the example that's given. As opposed to when the Reboy, 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 re-boy doesn't have to be that close. As long as it's somewhere within the ballpark of, 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 of what the example is, you're good. And, and, and Reboy, Amir, Reboy is just looking to exclude a little bit that is most dissimilar to the example that's given. Okay. okay Right. It's, a, it's a whole different, it's a whole, it's a whole, di- it's a whole different, uh, a, a whole different process. I, all right. I, I agree. Let's quickly review today's daf. Number one, on the first part of today's daf, we started all the way back on and Bays. So uh, why we, we're drawing the water before Shabbos for the Nisach Hamayim? That's the only, only difference. We're doing Nisach Hamayim on Shabbos. We just have to draw it beforehand because if we draw it on Shabbos, it probably be some form of Otsa. Uh, but the Mishnah says make sure to collect it in a non-Kli uh, Shari's Kli. Because if you do it in a Kli Shari, so now it's going to be a problem. The Gemara says, really? Why, why? Why is it going to be a problem? Can't you, can't, you, can't you draw it and simply not have the requisite das? So that's the first discussion. And the Gemara gets involved in the discussion of, is the Kli Shari going to be able to be Mikadosh Hafeel Bidas? Maybe yes, maybe no. De- debated amongst the Amaraim. Uh, is there a maximum amount of water that's necessary, that, that, that maybe we can argue that if I, if I draw more than three Lugan, so it's not going to be Makadesh, is there going to be a maximum shear? Maybe yes, maybe no. That's also part of that first discussion that we had in, 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 the, in today's DAF. Next. If the mine was Magula, if it was exposed, so the, the concern is, is that a snake's going to come, take a little bit of the water out, Sorry, not not just somebody important, but we're over here, right? The Kush Baruch Hu. So uh, we're offering a carbon. So it's got to be more than really nice. Okay, and then uh, that 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 brought us to the end of the fourth parak of uh, the fifth perek. The fifth peric, Uh instruments for the Simchas Beis Hashoeva. So the Mishnah said that yeah, of course. So you're gonna have a you're gonna have a band. You're gonna have you're gonna have singers. You're gonna have a band. It's gonna be unbelievable. Anyone who has not seen, we haven't seen this Gemara yet, everyone knows this kamara; It's coming up a little bit later on in this parak. No, anyone who hasn't seen Simchas Beis Shoeva in their lives has not really seen Simcha, right? In other words, Baruch Hashem, we have Simchas and we've see, we see a version of Simcha, but true Simcha is to see the Simchas Beis Shoeva. But anyway, they would be using the instruments on on, day, uh, on, on five of the days of Sukkot, maybe sometimes six, but that's it. Why? Because it's not doche it's not doche Yantiv. Good. Um, the Gemara's discussion is first of all the Gersa, of the Mishnah should it be shweva should it be Hashuva? The Gemara says either either would be a good would be a good girsa, and the Gemara explained, Gemar explained both of them. And then what the uh, the Gemara presented a machlok is between uh, the uh, the Tanakama and Rav Yosef Rav Yehuda. Sorry, the Chachamim and Rav Yosef Rav Yehuda whether or not the Chalos, doches a So according to Rav Yosef Rav Yehuda. The Khalil is going to override Shabbos, and according to the Chachamim, it's not going to override Shabbos. Rav Yosef says that debate is only by the Nishe Yayin that comes and that accompanies the, the karban. And the question is whether or not Ikershir is Bakli or is Bipah. If Ikershir is Bakli, so then it's part and parcel of the Avoda. And of course it's going to override the Shabbos. If if is Bipe, it's not part and parcel of the Avoda, and it's not going to override the Shabbos. Ah, but when we're talking about the Simcha Special that's not Avoda. That's just simcha. And again, simcha is important, but that's not going to override the Shabbos. It's not going to override Yom Tov. And, and, and according to Rav Yosef, there is no argument about that whatsoever. Good. Uh, the Gemara wants to try to create a parallel between the machlokus of, of, of Ikrashir B'Kli to the question of whether or not you could use wooden kli sharis. The Gemara says, could be that it's a parallel machlokus, but the Gemara says, but not necessarily. The Gemara gave us two different other ways to explain the Machlokas as to whether or not you can use a wooden race. It could be whether or not done in Efshar Mishih Efshar. That's another possibility. Or it could be a question of methodology, whether we're darshaning through the method of cloud Klal, or whether we're darshaning through the method of ribui Meyuta